Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me There you go. Don't hear that shit anymore. Yeah, I was. I don't want. I don't want to hear another peep. But you know what? I do want to hear another peep of. I want to hear a peep out of both of my compatriots here. Welcome to the Quality Time Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. I'm joined first uh, by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Daddy? I are well. Uh, I'm cultivating a mustache. It's fun. You're making fun of it and have threatened to pluck it out. But I have been so supportive. Don't don't you even pit our audience against me. I have been so supportive. I just said that as your punishment, every time you annoy me, I'm just going to start make, thinning it out. Well, then I'll never have a mustache. <laughs> I know. Back to the way you used to be. (laughs) Uh, I'm also joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Hey, I just woke up. That's good, man. I like it. Up at the crack of noon. Now, is it? Are you up by by choice at this time, or were you working at the steel mill? Have you gotten? uh, Did they pick you up totally for the job? Is the song that you shared with us last week now become a reality? Uh, I'm still working. I believe the person that is my supervisor is going to actually try to make sure that I am. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, it's the things. Things seem good, but I, I'm. I don't have any faith in anything anymore, let alone myself or you know, anything of humanity or, or <laughs> the, the sun working anymore or the universe not being destroyed by a black hole or wolverines coming in and raping my wife (laughs) and um you know that's a simple normal normal everyday stuff i mean these are regular fears to have though i understand that wolverines are bastards i'll tell you that right now i've never seen a wolverine i think in real life i've only seen them on uh the like the nat geo but uh, when i finally saw one i was like these are the things that that fucking fuck up bears and then they were like no they're they look like basically coffee tables of death if that makes sense like they are fucking terrifying just like the tasmanian devil but they're the american version and they spin in 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 a in a in a in like a, a whirlwind and just like go through trees and rocks and everything, and they talk funny. They <laughs> okay. That's good to know. I'm like they're retarded. <laughs> so you're you're not. They did fire you, or they didn't fire you. I have no idea. They haven't fired me. I'm still working, and uh, I still show up. And even though they tell me to go home, I go hide in some place <laughs> in the warehouse, <laughs> and I just like take all my clothes off, and then I. That's when I spread the butter. Jeremy, are you telling us you're the Milton of your job? That they just at some point they'll just stop sending the checks and you'll be like, I um I haven't gotten my checks and they took my dapler and <laughs> eventually they will find where I'm hiding in the warehouse and then they'll find my, my milk jugs that are blue. <laughs> With my bodily fluids. Uh oh, this is a primo Jeremy Woodworth cum bucket. Uh, uh, I feel I feel bad for the employee that finds it and they're like, "Oh, look at all these Mountain Dew bottles." They're like, "I am not having a Baja blast." <laughs> Jeremy, I, know I don't know why, but be yellow, Jeremy. You know, it'd be really funny, like man on the street kind of thing, if you were to uh, 
you would go to like one of those uh, artificial insemination places, and then like every lady who walks out after she's you know been artificially inseminated, you like walk out right after, like take good care of it, and then. <laughs> I just think that would be the best thing ever. Just to let this lady go, oh God, what have I done? I, uh, whenever I do go to those places, I, I carry two gallon jugs under each arm. And I always say the same thing. That's the most I could carry. Okay. I don't know. So, Jeremy, the idea that Jeremy has a stockpile of cum that's so great that he doesn't, he just can't, he needs like a backpack, like a like a Ghostbusters 2 ooze carrier. He's the Costco of cum. He's like, I sell it in industrial size. <laughs> also, I walk around the clinic saying, Who wants some? And I'm ready to pour it. <laughs> I like, I like it that you're come the smallest the smallest increment is a venti like that's I, I'm always like it's nice and warm <laughs> oh. oh god well that's good Jerry I mean I'm good that I'm glad that you're you're coming along with that care about the ladies <laughs> care about the ladies <laughs> ah damn I uh I do have uh, I do have one story to share with you this week. So my my wife was gone all week in Colorado, so I had the I had Mister Mom duties all week, um, which is sometimes tough because I swear the kids do this to both of us. When one of us is not there, they only talk about how much they love the one that's not there, and they could give a mm-hmm. fuck that you're there. That's just that's what they do, right? Yeah, uh, it's a woman thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, but I miss mom. But if I'm gone, I miss dad so much. And it's like, and then one day we'll just leave both of them and then they can miss us all together when that fiery plane ride goes right into hell. But uh, she, I made uh, one night, I made macaroni and cheese for uh, my kids. Now, I don't make a lot of things. I don't. I'm not like, I'm not a cook. I make quesadillas. I can grill and I can make box mac and cheese, but I give it my own little flair, okay? I got it down to a T. It will not be healthy at all, but it will be delicious. Um, so I always I always boil it, not all with water, but I do, I do at least one cup of milk in there with all the water and it helps the noodles i feel like be a little bit be a little bit creamier nice and soft i also think it gives it a little stick because my mac and cheese when you make like a craft mac and cheese it'll come out like none of the noodles want to stick to each other it's sometimes a little watery not great but the milk really congeals everything right yeah so, real eric woodworth jizz consistency yeah 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 and i i we then, take the rest of this um podcast about the consistency of <laughs> Of the consistency of cheese. Jeremy has also will have a funny story about cheese and me in a second that I'll remind. I'm sure he'll love telling. Um, so he then, <laughs> I then, I then strain it, right? And then I just put a, a half, a whole half stick of butter in there, melt that into the noodles, and then I pour the cheese packet. Sometimes that's enough. But if not, I just add maybe just a hint more of milk, just a little bit, just enough to dissolve all the cheese. And then I do about eight fucking things of the salt on top of it and then mix all that in. So it's like, because it's cheesy. It should be salty, in my opinion, right? So they're eating it. They're like, Dad, this is really good. Like, Jane's giving me nice compliments. And Susie goes, it's not the same as Mom's. I'm like, oh, well, you know, Mom makes it her way, and I know you like that, whatever. And she goes, he was like, no, I mean, it's good. This one, it's just missing love. And that's what my daughter said to me. And then I said, you fucking bitch. Get out of this house. No, I'm just I did I mean I didn't scold my child after that. But it did it did tug at my heartstrings. Well, the thing is, Eric, like I know that must feel terrible, but the truth is the number of times I've used that line when hooking up with a guy and he's already like halfway through fucking me, and I'm like I don't know. It's not as good as my ex, and it's. And I'm like, it's not being done with love. Um, and <laughs> it would be, it would be funny if my daughter said, "I was like, you know, it's missing one ingredient. Jeremy's cum." Uh. <laughs> so, um, which would be a weird secret ingredient. I feel like I, I, I've never said a joke where I consistently gross both of you out, but that that one did it for you. I like it. Um, now Jeremy, um, Jeremy, do you want to tell Ashley about 
what I used to do with, with cheese back in the day? I think I already know. Didn't you used to like microwave shredded cheese just a little bit and then you'd eat it mm-hmm. with a yeah, you'd eat it, right? Just with a spoon. Like, just with a spoon. You think you think I don't know your levels of fatness at this point? <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. Jeremy was a good big brother. He only made fun of me every once in a while. I did. Hey, I here's a okay. Here's a real embarrassing story. I don't know if I've told this to either of you. Jeremy knows this story, but uh, Jeremy used to live in the basement at our old house. Um, and by the uh, way, when he says basement, we didn't have a basement. What do you mean? I just lived under the house. <laughs> you just lived, no. You lived. You lived in a home in our house in Columbia. <laughs> And you wouldn't really call it like a living space. It was just like a nest. Did like, you did I you have like. a dirt floor? <laughs> yeah. So you, if it got muddy, I would just like writhe in mud like a pig. Even <laughs> so, even Ashley, even when I was like ten years old, I used mm-hmm. to make I used to make really big turds, and like the the downstairs had had some septic problems <laughs> from time to time. And I was just a kid, so I didn't know what to do when it backed up. So sometimes I would just leave Jeremy's toilet clogged, and I remember him coming up to me. And he was just like, Eric. He goes, Eric, Eric keeps shitting in the basement. I was like, how do you know it's me? He goes, because you're the only person that shits footballs. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so after Jeremy exploded on me, about that, because this is our only other uh, toilet in the house is the one in the basement. So, uh, you know, in a family of four children and, and adults, two parents, I mean, it gets, you, you got to poo, you got you to gotta use whatever's available, right? So, uh, ra- rather than, um, <laughs> like, keep in mind, I'm probably like 10 or 11 at the time. I uh, I was like, oh, I better not. I better not clog up the toilet this time. I was like, you know, it's messed it up. All this toilet paper. So I started. I started wiping myself, but then throwing the, the shit, the shitty toilet paper behind behind the toilet. Get this. They figured Jerry figured out who it was. But my logic was I oh I didn't want to clog the toilet. <laughs> so I had to eventually go and uh, clean up all my, my shit scrapings from Oh uh, man. From uh Eric, I'll be right back. I gotta go take care of something. I'm real uh I'm real turned on by this conversation. I'll be back. <laughs> God uh, fucking disgusting. <laughs> I am the dumbest person in the whole world. But in my in my lodge lot my ten year old, eleven year old logic I was like, this fixes the problem. Not like a mid flush, which would really be the solve. I was like, don't worry, I got this. Uh mm-hmm. so uh I just love the glee that you found from melted cheese. And now that I think about your glee from melted cheese, I think I should have wrote a song about it. It's been enough time. <laughs> But songs about melted cheese. Well, so here's the thing, though, Jeremy. Like, wouldn't we expect that with the amount of cheese he would be eating, that he wouldn't be able to shit? But yet, somehow, it was just like fertilizer for his shit and just beefed. Mm-hmm. It just, it literally came out like a full block of cheddar, but it's like, I called it brown cheddar. Um, oh. Unflushable. Sometimes it it would be like a, if I ate enough cheese, you could make a turd and it would just be so, uh, the mass would be so great that you'd have to like help it along down. Like you'd have to give it a little poke with the, with the old uh, stick. And uh, <laughs> otherwise it would be like the, like a T1, like every, the water would rush around it like a rock in the river, you know? And just sit I would there. love to see your water bill. Um. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, we're putting a strain on the uh, on the environment, no doubt. <laughs> um, so, can I tell you guys a little thing that happened to me last night? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm um, nothing major, but I went over and saw a friend last night who is nearby where I'm pet sitting currently, and um, I was over there, and I'd never been over there before. We're sitting in the living room. And I'm on the floor just because we're, you know, drinking, having a good time. And um, I, I have my hand down and I'm just like, wow, 
your carpet is so lush like this is such soft carpet mm-hmm. she's like oh really and i'm like yeah like i just can't believe how <laughs> thick your carpet is and she just kind of looks over because she's like i don't know what you're talking about and then she goes ashley you're petting your <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what you know you're touching your own leg right <laughs> So you're just sitting there touching your own leg like, this is a nice carpet. Because I must have been reaching down, touching the carpet, and then sometimes touching my leg. And I'd be like, ah, this is beautiful carpet. (laughs) At which point she says, can you please close your legs? Look, I, I'm feral these days. You can't fucking tell me what to do. Are you going to see my hairy ass tarantula legs and be like, shave them? Go fuck yourself. I won't be told what to do. You can put me in a showroom at Sharon Williams and be like, look at this lush, pontius, like, look at this nice rug. Perfect. But yeah, that was embarrassing. I was like, oh, I should shave soon, right? Just like, I mean, I would, but you know. I, I just want... All of the quality time listeners to know that I do not wear a toupee except when I play Gacy in a movie. <laughs> um, so uh, what was I watching last night with uh, the wife? It doesn't really matter because okay. the wife realized that our entertainment center, which is quite large, which houses a lot of shit in it, she realized Oh, under the TV, I have two pillows that I've been storing, which I realize that's not a good thing to put in the entertainment. (laughs) To which she starts removing them while I'm trying to watch whatever I was watching on TV, to which she removes the pillows. They have holes in them. (laughs) She removes the ginormous... Chewbacca mask that I probably wore once before I got hidden under there. And as she uh, starts to look through it, she's like, oh, the mice have gone through this. It starts to empty out the nest on the floor right before the TV and reveals at least five or six mice babies as they drop on the floor. So she loses it and then walks out of the room and I have to clean up after this this mess that she makes while I'm watching TV. <laughs> and the oh dogs wouldn't gosh. eat any of the baby mice. <laughs> so the dogs wouldn't eat any of them? No. I mean, she played with one of them for a little bit, and then it was, I had to just clean them up. Did you use the BB gun for each little one, or did you find, like, a smaller smaller? No, I used the regular stomp method. And just <laughs> yeah, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they went into the garbage outside completely alive so oh, okay. Jimmy, if i made a movie about your life i'd call it <laughs> i'd call it reddit <laughs> i found a uh i found a mouse out in my shed jeremy out in the yeah. shed and I, I could smell that. I was like, man, it smells like something's dead in here. And I noticed like one of the rugs that I have, like just sitting on there, had been chewed up. Like I was like, oh, somebody's making a nest out of something in here. I kept smelling around, and then I finally heard a crunch as I was walking around the shed. And uh, I looked down, and uh, it's it's only half of a mouse. Like, and I don't know what killed it. Maybe just straight up mummification in the hot summer. Like, there's nothing to eat out there, so I don't know what they could possibly be eating. And it does get warm, but this thing was just—it was half a mouse, and I crunched it like like a fucking cheese curl beneath my thing. Um, and then I took the rest. I took its little body and I threw threw it out right out of the shed or whatever. And this thing is just still next to my shed. Like, the, the, the animals won't touch it. Like, it's just mouse jerky, and they're like, nah, we don't, we don't need that. Is that bad? You guys are gross. Huh? You're, you're both. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't ever want either of you to act like I'm gross again. Like, you guys are both 
so gross. I only had a mouse though, supposedly in my shed. Oh, I'm oh, I'm sorry. I was adding in your poop stories from oh, before. The, well, that's completely yeah. that's just a normal part of growing up, Ashley. You never just <laughs> can we can we curl back curtail back to stories of cheese? Sure. Yeah, I mean, what cheese stories do you have? Um I, I don't play with my Call of Duty friends as much as I, I used to. Uh-huh. There's one thing that my friends know me for. That's for eating blocks of cheese while I play the games with them. <laughs> Why do you eat blocks of cheese while playing Call of Duty? Uh, I like eating cheese. And more than that, since it's in a block form, I have the cheese cutter right next to me while mm-hmm. I play Call of Duty. Wait, Jeremy, Jeremy, why do you use a cheese cutter? Why don't you just bite into it? Yeah. Oh, I am a I am an upwardly mobile cheese cutting kind of guy. Uh, most of the time, I actually have club crackers to eat as well. But if I don't, I'll just eat straight cheese. <laughs> yeah, no gay cheese in this house. Let me tell I mean, you, I might move up to actually eating a little slices of meat with the cheese and oh like a full charcuterie kind of thing huh and maybe make a full sandwich and then poke uh, a hole and put a little olive on top oh jeremy stop look at you you're almost you've almost almost reached above the poverty line with this kind of talk eating the 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 the, um the the toothpick in my mouth (laughs) I will tell you the fattest thing I've ever done with cheese. I was dog sitting and I saw cheese whiz at my sister's house and I was like solid. And I was like, you know, shot at my mouth, did it the fatty way. And then I read the container and it wasn't regular uh, cheese whiz. It was from the makers of Kong. It was for dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Dog cheese whiz. (laughs) Let me guess tastes exactly the same. It kind of, I mean, I, I didn't notice any difference. I mean, I was like, oh, that's not the worst thing I've ever eaten. So, like, it was fine. But I'm going to guess chief ingredient, soy. Chief ingredient, uh, a cow hoof. Cow hoof cheese. Now uh, um, with 90% more soy. <laughs> hey, uh, I've been, can I tell you, I, I think I've mentioned this person, but there's a, a guy I work with. His name is Bill, right? Um, he's the he's the guy that I've told you before. Um, can't stop talking about his uh, his stroke and stuff like that. Um, the same one that poops all over the toilet. He and poops all, over the all he poops on a toilet like he's baking a cake for a birthday. Um, <laughs> says, I'm an Indian. I'm crazy. <laughs> but I I was um uh, I I mess with Bill. Bill I'm Bill and I have a playful shitting bull. He's a he's a long time employee at the place, like an old timer, and so much so that they actually gave him an opportunity to retire, and he's not taking it. He's not ready to retire yet. So I was like, oh, okay. But I, even though I've only been at this job for a year, uh, I like to pretend that I'm Bill's boss all the time. So like, I will tell him how to do his job completely out of line, just all the time. I'm like, hey, as long I was just like. Uh, but I found a new way to harass him with this joke that I do. And like when he gets up to like go to the bathroom, I'm like, uh, Hey, make sure it's like five minutes or whatever. Okay. If you could be back in time, <laughs> like, he's like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> like, this is- <laughs> I was just like, yeah, but like five minutes, if that's, I, you're allowed to take him whenever you want, but if you could just limit it to five minutes, I'd appreciate it. And he'll get, <laughs> he's like, you're not the boss of me. I was like, uh, kind of, you know, or, uh, like this. And so I started watching now. This is, I found one that really annoys him. It's probably, it's the best one. It's like, I look for, he usually has lunch around like noon or noon 30. And the second he gets up when I know he's like shutting down his computer to go to lunch, I was just like, hey, Bill, I just want you to know it's okay you can go to lunch uh go ahead and take a lunch right now and be like i'm going to lunch i was like well i know i'm I'm telling you it's okay so of course you can go to lunch and then (laughs) the fury in which he responded he's like listen motherfucker i'm not going to lunch because you told me to go to lunch i was like well you need to take a break you sounded like you're sounding a little agitated right now (laughs) it's like it's okay you're allowed you're i'm allowing you to do that and it's (laughs) i don't know why we're fighting right now <laughs> Gaslighting had a face. 
<laughs> it, it is it is my favorite thing and then he also he'll also say his favorite thing to say to me he's like i'm not scared of you motherfucker blah 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 he'll say that to me and he'll threaten me with a knife sometimes which is fun um he's he that's that's the way he shows love he's like i sharpened my knife today for you i was just like he's like i'm not scared of you i was like hey do you know do you know like when somebody says like they're um if they're like really anti-gay they'll be like i'm not gay okay i fucking i'm not i am not gay i'm super straight i was like those are usually the gayest people i was just like you know what that says about you right uh, i was like it sounds like you are a little bit scared is that why is that why you have to bring a knife tonight like that i was like are you am i intimidating you right now <laughs> and he was just like he throws stuff at me we have fun um <laughs> I've been stabbed a couple times. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but I, I have been doing that to him, and it's my new favorite thing. Am I so, it, Ashley? Would you say does this make me a toxic employee if I oh, engage in this type? You're of You're a toxic behavior? person. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> am I? Am yeah. I Jim from the office? Basically, at this point. Y- yeah, but like Jim was likable, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! I'm Jesus Christ! I'm kidding, but no, I do love that. Like, there's no area of Eric's life where like he doesn't gaslight people. Like the idea that he goes into his friends' houses and moves things around, and then is like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy! You're losing your mind!" I'm like, "Wow, that's uh, that's pretty evil." I mean, it's, it's pretty messed up. Who's Jim? Is he the the Rain Prior character? Yes, that is. You know, hey, you, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. So there's a part in the. Have you guys watched the show Barry at all uh, with Bill Hader? God, no. It's it's a great Barry? show. Yeah, it's it is a really great show. But uh, the the premise of it is he's a hitman that's trying to get out of the hitman game, and he's now he's taking acting classes. It's really great fucking story. He's a terrible actor at first. It's just like a cover, but he's like, I really think this is this is what I want to do. So. Um, very, very good. It's worth watching. But there's this one scene where he's talking to his girlfriend and she's having like problem with this one, this one casting director. And he is kind of losing his mind a little bit um, at this point in the story. So he asks her and, and he's like, do you, do you want me to like do something to her or something? And she doesn't know he's a hitman, just thinks he's a regular salesman or whatever. And he was just like, oh, I mean, what could you do? And she goes, he's like, I don't know, probably just like sneak into her house and take some pictures of her while she's sleeping. And like her face drops like this, like, what? And he was just like, he's like, he's like, you know, not hurt or anything, but just know that, you know, you send her the pictures and then you always know that you have access. So she's thinking about it. And then you just, you know, do little things like get it. Just like steal her dog, but then replace it with a slightly different look, looking dog, and change her furniture so it's slightly smaller, so she thinks she's going crazy. And her his girlfriend, he says it so nonchalantly as his girlfriend realizes what a psychopath he is. Like, oh my god! <laughs> See, the thing is, though, again, I can appreciate it for Eric. My game is different. It'll take me years to execute my plans on people but it's the long game so like for instance with eric and the mustache i'm gonna start sneaking over there and sometimes when he's asleep i'm gonna make it look fuller and longer he's like oh this is great and then a few nights later i start taking pieces out so it looks thinner again and it just starts making him insane that he can't figure out what's happening with his mustache yeah but i've never i i think there's other things you could do i'll get i'll send you some things that you could harass me. No, I've got plenty of better ideas. I'm just not going to tell you what they are. <laughs> just all you, if you want me to go insane, just break into my house and start putting pinhole leaks in my pipes, which are starting to get fixed next year. That will actually drive me to the brink of madness. Um, making making honeydew projects like like just take a piece of siding off my house, so now I have to figure out how to get that fixed. That actually is the is the worst thing you could do. Oh, or do something to your truck. That's you, also another good one. Yeah, I wouldn't like that very much. Um, but I, I don't show him how to how to cheat. Who needs who needs breaks? <laughs> um, I was gonna say oh doing things doing things at Eric's house, right, Jeremy? Like that would affect more than just Eric. That would affect the family, and I don't want that. No, you want to slowly start to erode 
Eric's like self-esteem, his sanity. Like you just want to start making him slowly miserable. And then ladies, you make him dependent on you because he's a shell of himself well, and he you know, needs you for support. You know me, I've, I've got, I've got fucking load barrels of self-esteem already. So <laughs> it's going to take a lot. <laughs> if I found out that somebody was behind me getting fired from like all my jobs and they thought it was funny, <laughs> millisecond before I start strangling them. Just literally. Like, oh, that was funny. You're going to die. You're seriously going to die. So, oh, I'm, I'm paranoid like that. Honey, no. honey, don't send that email. Oh, hey, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're kidding. We play. I'm kidding. It would be funny if he lost his job. <laughs> That would be weird if this is the thing that breaks up the podcast. I'm like, who knew that Eric was fucking with Jeremy for so many years? <laughs> Just yeah. I know he, I know he likes being off every three months. He likes a little <laughs> You know, this is for Jeremy's mental health. <laughs> he, need, he needs little vacations. Oh. He has no money and has to stay at home and then do the ditches all the time. There's a, I do, I, I never mess with people more than, uh, just like little things like that. I think my greatest work prank I ever did was, uh, my old coworker, Phil shout outs, Phil. He actually sat next to me at, at Avengers infinity war, uh, the night that Brock Schneider got punched, um, in, in his chair. So, uh, and then he never, uh, trusted me to take him out again, but uh, that wasn't the reason. Brock, Brock Lesnar isn't that a wrestler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock, uh, imagine Brock Lesnar, but remove two hundred pounds, uh, a killer instinct, and make it uh, replace that with penny loafers, uh, a look that says, "Do you know who my dad is?" and a bank account that says, uh, "Is he? Does he work at a gas station?" That is Some, Brock. Somehow uh, a pastier. Yes, uh, Conan <laughs> O'Brien. Yeah, um, but Phil, he he legitimately hated the song um, uh, by Tiny Tim, Tip Toe Through the Tulips. Like, it brought him great anxiety, which is a bad thing to tell me. And is, uh, is, yeah, the Metallica version? I've ne- there's a Metallica version of Tip Toe Through the Tulips? Yeah, it's, um, you know, um, Fade to Black. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Fade to ukulele. So... <laughs> So I, uh, I, the first step in this harassment that I did was when he left his work phone out, I downloaded that song and then made it his ringtone and not- every notification. But then I also went into notifications, like when I specifically called and set it so that when I called, like, even if he changed that, I could still call him and they would come back. And so I did that to a couple of random contacts in his work phone that I know would call him. Um, so that was step one. And he figured that out. He was like, Eric does this thing to me, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, when you prank somebody at work, it opens yourself up to pranks. So he would mess with me as well. Uh, there was definitely a day where I sat down in my chair and I started, like, touching things. And I was like, ew, this is greasy. He had covered my, like, my entire desk with, like, a thin veil of, like, Vaseline. So, like, it was just, it was, like, everywhere. And I hate the feeling of Vaseline. Anything on my hands, like, oily, like, I fucking hate it. So I was like, all right, good time. So... I then, but this was my, this was my coup d'etat. I, uh, I took like a small Bluetooth speaker and I hid it in the air duct above his desk, like in the drop ceiling, I guess. (laughs) And I could, whether I was there or away, because it was connected to the internet, I could, if I was anywhere in the building, I could be like in, uh, in the completely other thing and I could... I could stream tiptoe through the tulips and it would just play above his desk. And when he starts looking around and get close, I would just, I'd only play it for like four or five, maybe at most 10 seconds. And I'd turn it off and he's like, where the fuck is that coming from? And he would call me. He was like, where are you? He's like, I'm out at the shop. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it took him, it took him weeks to find this fucking speaker until he lifted up and found it in the ceiling. <laughs> wow, I think I now understand why I found that Facebook group. I hate air. <laughs> oh man, but I thought it was. Listen, I thought it was fun. I, this is this is it's just like, fun. To re- I don't know, Eric. I, I think maybe that needs to be a new segment where I track down the people you've done fun things to and see what's happened to them years <laughs> later and there's this guy that's in a mental institution and he's like i think about one thing 
every day. And said, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to kill Eric. This <laughs> week on the inconveniencer. <laughs> Laces out. <laughs> God damn, man. Uh, you know, I just, I do what I can. I, do, I find the, the, I find the, I find the edge and I just try to take him right there. I never want him to go all the way, all the way over. But yeah, I do. I, I do. I, I don't know why I take joy in doing little things like that. That's bad, I guess. Sounds, I yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I didn't do any music for this episode, mm-hmm. but I oh. bought, I brought the best second, um, thing i could find what's the okay what's the best second thing you could find a song for muddy python oh okay <laughs> do you want me to lead into this I, I'm, I'm hoping you do all right uh two seconds i have it primed and i didn't even mess up the broadcast while i did it okay here's the song that reminded me of this this episode from muddy python from the special episode yeah, I think this is. Come on, how does your anything goes go? Anything goes in, anything goes out. Fish, bananas, all pajamas, mutton, beef, and trout. Anything goes in. So that's the song, uh, Anything Goes. Well, I think that takes us right into the. Unless, Ashley, you have something else for the pre show. I don't. Uh, are we ready to No, I've shit on, on you enough. We're good. Wow, wow. Ooh. Ooh. And the name of this episode is Melted Cheese. Melted Cheese. Uh, well, today we're going over the 2020 film, Butt Boy. Uh, now, I'll, I'll, let, I'll have you know, the great uh, Justin Schlegel, who I was just on Dork Dynasty, by the way, uh, check that out, uh, suggested this movie to me. And I was kind of blown away by how well done this fucking movie is. Like, I, as far as a low-budget film goes, it, the cinematography, the score, like, this, first of all, this is my type of music. This fucking lo-fi synth shit right here. Uh, great, great stuff. Uh, it's currently free on Tubi, or if you have access to uh, Freebie, which you can get on through the Amazon Prime app, watch them both for free with ads. Uh, this movie, god damn it. Uh, I, I wasn't ready for it at all, but here is the only audio clip that I ro- ripped that will give you the entire plot of the movie pretty much in under a minute. Here we go. So you're asking me to go off this theory you got about a white married male who happens to be a father living in the suburbs of Critica County, who also happens to be your AA sponsor, which I might add, has been secretly running around cramming objects, animals, and children up his asshole. Then he somehow digests them, and he does this in sprays, almost in serial killer fashion. Is that about it? Uh-huh. That's and that is Butt Boy in exactly a minute right there. Uh 30 all, seconds. All that audio needs though is just the uh law and order dun dun at dun, the dun, end. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so uh it this is this was written and directed and scored by the uh by and, and lead acted by the director uh, Tyler Kornack, uh, who made this movie. Um, the only other thing he was known for is, co- is a series called Little Cinema, and apparently this was a short from the movie Little Cinema. Am I, I think, tiny I think cinema? it's called Tiny, c- t- tiny Cinema. Tiny I, Cinema. I watched this entire film, and I seriously thought it was Oscar Isaac. <laughs> okay, all right. There, there is definitely no one in this movie that you, is a big name at all. But god damn, it is so fucking well done uh, for a movie about a guy who shoves things up his ass. This is a fucking ten out of ten uh, for the subject matter. I thought it was either Oscar Isaac or Paul Rudd playing the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I gotta be honest. When I watched this movie, I was a I was a little upset because I felt like someone ripped off my life and just made a male protagonist. <laughs> so I was a little mad about that. I, I hate to... <clears throat> Sorry, this is going to clear my throat. to be just, just a second. <clears throat> so, 
I've I've carried through uh, with our interview with Rifkin, and I had to see his movie that he made with Gary Busey called Stone Age with Gary Busey as the bad guy tribe leader. Okay. And of course, he stars in it because he he tried to get a star for it and it didn't happen, so he ends up being the star. And and I I, I talked to him, I, I showed him that I was buying, and he's like. Oh, you paid two dollars for that. Oh, you paid too much. <laughs> <laughs> shitting, shitting on his own film, which, by the way, was not that bad. It wasn't, you know, you know, the most phenomenal comedy. But I mean, it was very low budget. But at the same time, him starring at it, it took me five minutes to realize he is making a modern day Woody Allen film that doesn't suck. Much like every film after 1976, Woody Allen film sucked because Woody Allen tried to be more serious where he tried to be just go Seinfeld and just talk through the movie versus do slapstick and funny little uh, visual jokes. Because the, the early 70s, Woody Allen is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, back in the 70s, I, I was actually into women that were uh, over 12 years old. It was a crazy time <laughs> in my life. Um, it was really it was nuts back then. And then I had my my cultural awakening later on after I saw uh, Sweet Sing You. Um, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to have, have bought that on the web for literally $2 on eBay. And, uh, I also bought the dark backwards on DVD just so I can hear the commentary on it. And I'll be hearing that hopefully with Paxton. Anyway, uh, moving on back to, uh, Oscar eyes. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so, uh, yeah, but boy, uh, like I said, a man who has the ability to shove things up his ass, uh, and then just be gone forever. Um, it's filmed really well. Uh, the opening scene, you actually see that he has a very much a compulsion to shove things up his ass, whether it's a bar of soap or this, his wife, complete and child, completely oblivious to this idea. They don't know that's happening. They're just like, Oh, guess the remote's gone big whoop um <laughs> does, everybody have, does everybody have the same reaction in this film it's like i really don't mind that his he shoved a child up his ass but it's the dog that bothers me <laughs> <laughs> he does he shoves his dog up his ass at one point it's it's a wild ride I love the noises when this first starts. I do love the noises of the joy and the ecstasy he's experiencing as he starts shoving things up there, um, which, is, which is pretty great. Um, yeah, nothing could have prepared me. Now, I saw it before the boys did, like a couple weeks before, and I told them, I was like, this is a powerful piece of cinema. Forget Schindler's List. Forget Pearl Harbor. Forget Kill Bill. It's Butt Boy. Butt Boy all the way, man. <laughs> it is fucking surprisingly super well done. I can't stress that enough. But I would, I would have been really happy if Spielberg would have made a movie uh, where he just tried to pass Jews out of Germany up his ass called Schindler's Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could have so many more Jews up my ass to get them out of Germany. I th- I wish it, it. I think if they remake, I mean, we're in 2022, so like representation is a big deal. I think we get a lady um, Schindler, uh, and instead she starts sneaking Jews out uh, up in her pussy every day, uh, at one at a time, and we call it Schindler's Fist. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so uh butt boy though, uh it starts off and by Crocus. Schindler's fist. Do, do, the, they establish that he loves shoving things up his ass, and then he's just on a nice quiet walk out in the park with the family, and he goes, Here, honey, why don't you take the baby? I'm gonna stick around. And uh, it's implied that he shoves this baby up his ass that's in the park. And uh, very briefly, you actually can see uh, our protagonist in this film, who is the detective trying to trying to search for him. You actually see him briefly in the background looking around like, where's my kid? Ah, so that's the detective's baby that he shoves up his ass in the opening scene. Um, Well, so (laughs) I have two things. One, is he considered a pedophile because it was a baby? And 
I mean, right? Like, am I right? Like, would yeah, you consider I think so. him a pedophile? Okay. So I'm then, pretty sure there's very specific laws about shoving a child up your own ass. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm pretty sure once the person is 18, you're allowed to shove them up your ass if it's consensual. <laughs> but then, too, he doesn't shove his own kid up his ass, right? He goes and kidnaps someone else's child. So then I guess you could say that he's learned not to crap where he eats. That was for me. Eric's too busy parenting. Sorry, my it's... my child and a, and then a feral child from the from the streets came down here and needed Nerf guns, and uh, of hey, course that's where I Eric, keep them. Don't shove one of them up. Your... <laughs> I didn't yet. Um... Yet, <laughs> it's just like the real um, uh, kids from Gacy, and they're like, "Well, he never molested us and buried us in the basement." It is true. That is true. Right. So uh, he. He, he does that, and then he also then tries to hang himself right after the police come to question him out in his shed. Uh, but it does, it, the, it breaks. The hose breaks, and he lives through, uh, through that. Am I not wrong, though? Like, doesn't it feel like somebody at a bar one night heard my life story? And like, <laughs> Are you saying they've appropriated the Ashley Pontius uh, documentary here? Are you telling me this doesn't feel like word for word story? I mean, it's pretty it's pretty spot on. I can't I can't deny that for sure. I'm gonna sue. I want I want the tens of dollars they've made from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rule. So uh you find out that uh he he then it, it flash flashes forward after this to nine years in the future. Uh our our hero and director of this film is now a um uh part of AA. In fact he's a sponsor in AA. Uh he plays uh Chip Gutshell, uh which is it's a funny name. Apparently, that's actually his stepfather's name in real life, and he thought this was just a very funny name, and he couldn't wait to actually use it in some point, so he used it as the main character in Butt Boy. Uh, uh, oh, we, I forgot. We didn't mention his whack pack office that he works at which is literal uh he has a really annoying super uh super um what's the word i'm looking for uh supportive boss but like in that fake kind of way like come on team we got to get a rah-rah here like he's he's a brown noser he's kind of like something you'd see from the movie um office space right like you need more pieces of flair Yes, but there's also yeah. the people that he hired are like straight out of Tim and Eric. Like, there's one guy that just doesn't have collarbones. He has multiple lines. And he's like, what the hell is that? And like, it's clearly <laughs> only a casting part that Jeremy loves. Like, I can just imagine every time he sees some freak of nature on camera, he's like, yes, oh, look at that guy. Who's who's the uh, the funny creepy guy that crawls around and does those videos? His name? Oh, uh, Marty Lip something i think his name is but i know you're talking about yeah yes great he is he is really good did you uh there was oh gosh there was one i saw that he had that was so fucking funny he's very very funny you should check him out but uh so he has he has this really weird office job um he goes to aa and sure enough uh russell b fox shows up and he comes in i gotcha um jeremy's showing us now a picture of russell park or something like that it's a giant bat cave where the ending of this movie is filmed which we're not at yet appreciate that buddy um so we then go uh basically this uh this detective becomes uh gets sponsored by chip so now the the child who's he's shoved up his ass is now he is now sponsoring his father for alcohol uh in AA. Which, which we don't find out though till much later in the movie. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So uh they they start their uh their little relationship, but then something happens along the way. There's an office party with a bunch of children uh that are happening and they're all playing hide and go seek. And one of the children goes and hides under Chip's desk and you just see his eyes light up like <laughs> as we clearly uh, imply that he has then shoved this child into himself. Um, like, is this a movie about a pedophile? That's all I'm trying to understand. Is this just about pedophilia? 
it could be it could be mayhap um so that happens right and then um he immediately goes and wipes the uh the closed camera footage and puts it on a puts it on a little old school floppy disk which i don't think could hold this much data i find that actually very very funny is that they make it kind of weird. Like we don't think it's modern times. I don't think, mm-hmm. but even back then, there, you couldn't you couldn't hold uh, the game Pitfall on one of those floppy disks from back <laughs> in the day. Much less even crappy uh, closed camera footage at all. What What about a Jazz uh, two hundred and fifty zip drive? Maybe, maybe it was, but it's clearly not a Jazz two hundred and fifty smart. <laughs> Come on, Jazz two hundred and fifty. Come on, Jazzma. What are you doing here? Oh gosh, I just wish I could have one of those up my ass. I do too, man. I agree. Uh we then uh so immediately the man on the case is none other than Russell B. Fox, his sponsor, who immediately starts questioning him. He's like, So you were the only guy that had, you know how TVs work, don't you? You're probably the only one that had access. Did you mess with the closed camera footage? He goes, Pfft. Nope, wasn't me, man. And uh, of course, he's still suspicious after this. Uh, By the way, I'm thinking of a new name for my band after uh, Limp Biscuit. It's called Floppy Dicks. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, Floppy. It's funny. There's uh, there's children in the room, so I'm now I'm trying to refrain from. Damn it. Hold on, talk amongst yourselves for just a moment here. Damn it. So when you talk about floppy dicks, Jeremy, would they still have a song called Break Stuff, but it's just broken dicks? Yeah, about that he said, she said, (laughs) something, something, and I'm angry with Eminem now because he's so, he knows so many words, and I'm just a, I'm just a dude that wears a funny red hat. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really loving this this dynamic. This is this is fun stuff going on. But no, I loved jumping back as he's doing whatever it is he's doing. I loved um when they do that stupid like round robin circle at work and they all have to be like, My name's and I'm here to say and I tried to write one for us, but I, I kept getting distracted, but I was like, My name's Ashley and I'm here to say I think these brothers are both gay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I my 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 youngest is has her friend Grayson over and they were oh. uh they're over on the other in the basement and uh they just need to come back in a little bit so I can say the word dicks and talk about shoving children up my ass. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to get a temp job in an office, and I'm going to be the morale officer. Mm. Get everybody together in like a big circle, and I just say, "Hey, everybody, repeat after me: We're all going to die soon. We're all going to die, 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 die." <laughs> get back to your computer, computer, compu- cubicle pooter, and die. Hell yeah. <laughs> tried to write several verses i was like eric says his butt must hurt and i know it's not the hershey squirts because you and you two are fucking all the time <laughs> that was the, that was the joke you got ten dollars to your name just take off your car and start driving you might make delaware <laughs> so, so uh our our detective is not giving up on this though so he follows um he follows our friend the butt boy out as he uh, has a has taken a cat with him uh, out out and about that he's obviously going to go shove into himself. And then I don't understand why this isn't exactly. I don't understand this part. Maybe you guys can tell me. And you'd think, man, would there be questions after a movie called Butt Boy? But I have them. Um, this scene is ambiguous. And so he 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 shoves the cat into him. We never see this cat again. Um, but even though his dog is we'll get to that never mind so uh he <laughs> he 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 finds like a little like bug with like what's clearly a hair attached to it and he's like huh that looks weird <laughs> and you don't understand what this is he just assumes that this is somehow part of his ass that's in there and i don't understand why there's the bug he knows it's an ass hair i don't know if the bug is what matters but he's like that's and, and hey, I understand because he's like, it's not curly, but I know it's not a leg hair. That is true. And I know it didn't come from the top of your head, but you know what this looks like. 
It looks like a hairy brown eye. I hate to say I watched it on my phone most of the week during lunch, and uh, I thought it was a tooth. <laughs> oh, you thought it was a tooth, huh? I thought that they, it looks. I thought it was like a small bug that's attached to it. Maybe it is a tooth. I mean, I've watched it twice I, now. I, I thought that the kids were like breaking their teeth off, shoving them up his ass. Oh, well, you know what would have made the most sense if it was a a kernel. <laughs> it's like a little bit of corn. Maybe it is a little bit of corn. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Because he finds the same thing underneath his desk. That's why. So Colonel Sanders up his ass? Yes. <laughs> so eventually he goes to dinner after this. And as they're having dinner, uh, he goes to their bathroom. And then he uh, finds the, the hidden floppy disk that's underneath his sink. And uh, holds him at gunpoint, and uh, as he he's able to leave, uh, the butt boy then tracks him down to like an abandoned lot. Where this is honestly the first part where I I laughed so hard at this part. So the cop beats him up when he tries to get his disc back, and as he's driving away, the his ass is exposed and it starts sucking things towards it, like like this. He's looking at it in the rear view, like ah, like. <laughs> I've never, I've never laughed so hard. That's the cop nervous, like, oh, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> His ass has a gravitational pull. God, it's so I, fucking I remember funny. going into this film thinking, are they going to go where I think they're going, which would definitely be a TV mature X rated or triple X rated, which, which they definitely could have gone with this movie. So. Yeah, honestly, for a movie called Butt Boy, not a lot of actual butt shots at all. Um, technically, if we're being honest, there's technically not a lot of actual bare ass that you see in it, except when he's having sex a couple times, and then uh, and like the this one scene, and then one other scene is really the well, only times you see the outside of his butt. We also get to see the cop's butt, and I have to say, as a mm-hmm. woman, I was like this. This feels like a great equalizer. I, I love women's bodies, but I'm so tired. I want to see men's nudity. I want to see those unsightly, really pasty white man's butts. And I just, I felt seen. I felt understood. I want to see Gigi Allen live, and I want him to throw poo at me. Oh, okay. Not that part. But. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, eventually, a- after he escapes... Um, I want to see a man's penis that's as small as a woman's clitoris. The the, uh, the detective finally has um, the the wherewithal and the evidence that he needs that he realized that this guy has actually probably murdered his son. So he goes to go kill the butt boy at his son's birthday party, which is at a laser tag place. But he brings like an actual gun and starts trying to shoot him. Uh, but unfortunately, the butt boy reacts, gets shot in the leg, and then sucks him into his cavernous asshole when he pose down there. And I just love the window, like ah, like this. And yeah, I love that. There's a this is like pretty much a little bit past the halfway point of this movie. The detective then wakes up, surrounded in like a red wet cave inside of his ass for the rest of this movie he spends trying to find a way out of this guy's ass as this man is now heralded as the town hero for stopping this cop who went insane trying to shoot him at a laser tag. But but there's so much, though, that happens in that intestine because there's poop everywhere and yet that's what the Asian kid he's has been feeding on and then sorry eric if i'm spoiling this but we're getting there anyways go go we then discover the cop's son is not dead and like absorbed by the juices oh no he has been growing up somehow (laughs) (laughs) like like he is one of the lost boys just been growing up feral in this lower intestine um, which is bananas. But my favorite part that literally made me wheeze and <laughs> I beer is when they go, what's that noise? And the Asian boy goes, it's a fart! 
<laughs> no, it really, is, know what it, it really is fucking phenomenal. Um, I also like the part where he he finds like a what is it? What am, he finds like a picture frame. I think it's like some type of diploma that he shoved up there, and it's covered in shit. And he starts writing how many days he's been locked up, like in the shit on. <laughs> <laughs> so good so fucking hilarious so uh and i know we're moving uh rather quickly but jeremy i did cue that thing up that you wanted um i can imagine this would be a great episode of uh certain traveling to another dimension a dimension of sight and poo <coughs> a dimension where you go in and you can't escape who knows what has been inside this dark recess? That's right. The asshole zone. The asshole zone. I like that. Yeah, that's a... Okay, Jared, I like this. a good bit, man. I, think- uh, I can imagine he just turns the camera to the side. There's Rod Serling in the asshole with him. So. <laughs> I, I, I traveled into a man's... Version. I traveled into a man's asshole. It was deep and cavernous. But what I found wasn't dark. But is it possible that someone actually can find the light inside of it? Today, on the Asshole Zone. <laughs> Boys, I think we need to make our own mini-series or version. We could call it Tales from the Shit. Tales from the we, Shit. Or, or Tales from the Shart Side. Sheet Show. Um, on the Shart Side! <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the short side. Quilted Southern. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he finds out that he can give uh, the butt boy enough indigestion that it opens up the hole a little bit. So stuff starts coming back out. He returns his dog, uh, who's just covered in <laughs> shit. <to him. laughs> He's like, oh, you bastard. Um and then he decides, he's like, oh, gosh, I can't do this. I got to do something. And he drinks something, some stomach aid that's called, like, something's magic elixir or something like that, which literally just in the in the red cavernous asshole at their end comes down as, like, this blue, uh, like, night gloop that comes down and immediately just starts melting his son's face off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's supposed to be, like, um, like a modium. Like yeah, a liquid yeah. tap emodium to where it just starts like taking everything uh so he won't have diarrhea, right? So like he won't be able to shit. Yeah. It's essentially constipating him, right? I also hey, I love that one scene too where they're looking at out they can finally see the assholes big enough where he thinks he can push the kid through. But when <laughs> yeah. they come up, they see the they see like these two things, like like black things that are going up and down like that, and it switches outside of the asshole and it's him getting a proctology exam. <laughs> The doctor is just, he, and then the, I love that the doctor goes, "Man, you're really loose back here." That also triggered me. I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to hear that." So that was hilarious. Um, it eventually gets to the part though where uh, the asshole closes up, so they're still stuck. Um, brings us to the very the, the climactic finish of this movie where. The police department is recognizing our uh, the butt boy as a hero uh, for saving the day and stopping this shooter. Um, and just as he's about to accept his award, a fart comes rolling in mixed with some lighter fluid that the detective has put down. He completely lights the lights the lighter up and then causing him in real life to just completely explode over a whole crowd of people as they just, and it has like the one freakish looking guy goes, what the hell happened? <laughs> and just, uh, just a uh, fucking, there's been less uh, gore at a guar show than the ending of this movie right here. People are falling down, slipping in it. It's just great. And then from behind the podium, the detective stands up with the child. <laughs> Oh, God, it was so good. Uh, which essentially brings us to an end of Butt Boy. Uh, 
man, what a fun ride. I'm glad we got to do it. And I highly suggest if you haven't seen it, go ahead, throw it on the 2B. See if I'm lying. See if I'm lying about the production value of this movie. Um, Guaranteed better than Avatar. 100% better better than Avatar. Uh, I wish Avatar 2 is just nothing but him just shoving the Navi up his butthole. Um, It's... It's Avatar 2 shirt boogapoo. <laughs> um, Ashley, your final thoughts on Butt Boy. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Again, am I upset that my entire life story was ripped off to be on Tubi for free? Absolutely. I understand that. And Jeremy, your final thoughts on the Butt Boy. Uh, definitely one of the most disturbing movies of, of all time. Uh, it's, it's quite an allegory for, uh, you know, um, for, uh, pedophilia and killing of children. And, you know, this one has a happy ending where the pedophile explodes versus the children that just get shoved up a guy's anus and then just die. Yeah. So I did. I like the super happy ending of the butt boy getting his just fruits there at the end. And I personally, listen, I love the butt boy. It was definitely not what I was expecting at all. I love that half of the movie is literally spent in his ass. Um, very good thing. Uh, highly recommend it. More people need to know about the butt boy. So spread the word. Out By the way, there. I use the word allegory, but I don't know what that means. Neither do I. Uh, I'm... No, yeah, I still I think it has something to do with allegiance to cereal or something. I think it just is a word that rhymes with story, so people use it. You know, yeah. what am I talking about? Yeah, um, Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. Uh, you should be able to catch me uh, September 16th, 17th, and 18th performing all weekend in Silver Spring. Uh, you can find those details on my socials. Ooh, so check that shit out. Um, you can catch me, if you listen to it this week, at McGooby's Joke House on Thursday night, doing the murder mystery there. I got a show up in Carroll County with the great uh, Justin Schlegel on Friday. Uh, I'll put deets up for that, and then um, all that shit coming up soon. Uh, Jeremy, take us out of here. You'll never catch me alive, coppers. I'm Bot Boy.